What is up, YouTube? What is up? Welcome to another call on Tyrone. I'm here with a special guest. I, I guess he's a usual. I guess you can call him a usual at this point. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a, been a while. It has been a while. Um, Mr. Miles Garrett, how you doing? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Good to be back on here. Doing okay. Doing okay. Just, you know, making it. That's about it. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all? So, you have been doing a lot. Um in the news, of course, you've been working with uh, Governor Kemp. But, of course, our love is with the Falcons. So what have you seen this offseason? And, you know, like, what are your thoughts on the moves and the draft and stuff like that? Sure, yeah. No, I think like many Falcons fans, my thoughts have been sort of all over the place um, from beginning to where we are now. Um, the, you know, the Deshaun Watson situation to the pre-draft stuff. I mean, I think we've gone through a whole roller coaster of emotions with this team, right? Um, you know, I mean, a couple months ago, we thought Matt Ryan was still going to be the quarterback of this team going forward. And now it's full on rebuild mode. I know Arthur Smith doesn't like to say that, but uh, <laughs> let's be honest. That's what this team is. And it finally has, I think, accepted uh, moving forward. You know, they've got a lot of young talent here, but uh, I am excited with some of the young guys they have now. I mean, it's just this team needed a fresh start. It really did. And I think for both parties, Matt Ryan and the Falcons, uh, I think this was great for both of them because, you know, Matt's going to a contender now, uh, a team that, you know, has built around him finally that he can succeed. And yeah. the Falcons needed they needed a fresh start. I mean, we all saw it. We all knew it. And uh, it needed to happen. Um, and hopefully Desmond Ritter's that guy. We we don't know yet, obviously, until until we see him in action. I can't wait to see him in the preseason. Uh, but I do like what I'm seeing. And um, admittedly, I will say, I uh, wasn't a huge fan of the Drake London pick when it happened. Um, but it's starting to grow on me just a little bit because, I mean, we all know the Falcons did need some help at receiver. Having Alameda Zacchaeus as our wide receiver one going into the season was something I was very concerned about. Um, but uh I really, I can kind of see what Arthur Smith's doing now with this offense, getting those big body receivers out there with Drake, with Kyle Pitts, with uh, Auden Tate, now Brian Edwards thrown into the mix there. Um, so just a lot of big bodies out there because, I mean, let's be honest, whether it's Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, I've got a feeling that one of the two are going to be running around quite a bit in that pocket behind there. So having those big targets to jump up and catch the ball might be necessary. So uh, I'm really excited. I can't wait for training camp to start so I can get, you know, maybe a little bit of a better look at these guys out there on the field and uh, see what happens. Um, to answer your question, Nakia, this is an uh, exclusive shirt. You had to you had to be on campus. Uh, it's the 2018, I think it was 2018, 2017, 2018 school shirt. So it's hard. You can't really find it online. They, they didn't really sell it online. I had to go actually on campus to get it. Only an exclusive bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is hard to find. I, I thank God I found this shirt because I I lost it and it was at my dad's house. So thank God I found it. Um, <laughs> so for you, where we talk about the picks, um, we can we go into the. I guess we can go into the news. We had Jeff Schultz write a report about Deion Jones, and that it was imminent that he would. You know, it's time for him to go. What are what are your opinions on that? Do you still think Dion is a major factor on this team, or do you think it's it's about time to you know move on? Yeah, I read that article as well. Um, I think there is a lot to that, and the fact that you know Arthur Smith and all these guys have not mentioned Dion Jones whatsoever, which gives me all the indication that 
he is not really a part of this team's future going forward. And I mean, I think it was pretty obvious as well that this past season, Dion was one of the biggest disappointments. I mean, there was just so many plays you were seeing where, you know, he was, you know, it looked like it, it I don't want to use the term we're taking plays off, but it looks like the hustle wasn't exactly there. Like we're used to seeing Dion do. Um, I don't know if that's a part of the new system with Dean Pease, but um, yeah, I, I'm not expecting him to be back this upcoming season, especially with that June 1st uh, sort of deadline day that, you know, they can actually make the move. Um, but yeah, the biggest indicator to me is especially all the, the linebackers they've added, whether that's the draft and free agency, um, and sort of the younger guys as well. Michael Walker, I'm sure, is going to have more of an expanded role this season in the linebacking core. Troy Anderson, um, really excited to see what he can bring. Uh, was a big N'Kobe Dean guy myself, but uh, that's all in the past. But Troy Anderson, <laughs> I, I am excited to see what he can bring with just his size, his speed. Um, really kind of sort of similar to what Deion Jones was drafted for. Like that he was drafted for his, you know, his agility, what, what he could do. And, you know, his first couple of years, we saw that. So... I'm excited to see maybe Troy Anderson fill that void that Dion maybe hasn't been the last couple of years because, I mean, he's been sort of a different player. His first couple of years in the league, I mean, he was one of the best young linebackers in all the NFL, um, but he has sort of uh, fallen off a little bit for me. Um, to this question, um, can you – so with the distance to the backfield um, – of course, did, did you do you like Algier? Do you like the Algier pit? I do, um, I do. Yeah, I like Tyler Algier a lot. I really like what he is because I think the NFL, as far as running back ones are concerned, are moving toward more of what Tyler Algier is. He's sort of that stockier, bigger built, you know, running back. Um, I think you see that. I mean, Derrick Henry, I'm sure outlier. You don't see he's a yeah. unicorn as far as running backs are concerned. But, <laughs> Um, no, I think he, he provides, or he's going to take a little bit of the load off of a guy like Cordero Patterson, because I really think Cordero Patterson isn't best suited to be in the backfield. I think what we did last year worked, but I think toward the tail end of the season, you saw him sort of taper off because, you know, just the amount of wear and tear he was getting as a running back one that, you know, we were expecting Mike Davis to be back there, but he didn't really end up, you know, panning out too well. Um, but I am excited to see what Tyler Algier can bring. I do think he has running back one potential. Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to be that yet because of course he's a rookie. We haven't really seen anything yet, but, um, you know, I've seen a lot of his highlight tape, uh, you know, that one play where he's chasing down one of the defenders after a turnover and he jumps and strips them. I was like, damn, this guy's got some, some speed, man. And like as far as short and like, he almost looks like a fullback out there sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, I am excited for him. And I do think, as of this point, he is an upgrade over Mike Davis because Mike was a love Mike Davis. Great, great interview. But uh, he was a uh, he was I think he was one of the bigger disappointments this past season for for Falcons fans. OK, so we talk about um, Algier. A lot of people have kind of just forgotten about Quadre, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you expect Quadre to, to kind of prove people wrong in this season or do you think he's kind of just playing that role again? He's where he's like a bench player. I'm hoping so, because every time he came in last season, he provided a spark, I thought at least. Uh, every time he came in, it was like, whoa, seven yards. We've been needing yeah. that. Like, I mean, whoa, okay, here we go. But um, it, it it had me wondering why he wasn't, because, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't being put in for a reason. I mean, I, I assume that maybe he wasn't showing something, but I do hope that they play him more, because I think having – I think all three of them complement each other well. You know, Tyler Algiers is more of the – 
the power back, Cordell Patterson, Swiss Army Knife, and Quadre back there, who's a little bit of a change of pace. You know, you can bring him in on third down as as you know, short yarded situation, or you can come out of the backfield and catch passes. You can kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, so I think he's a great change of pace back and would love to see his role expand a little bit more. Um, he reminds me a lot right now of Ito Smith because I remember I wanted Ito to just play so much more than he did. Um, so I'm hoping that role expands, but uh, I mean, time will tell. I, I'm, I'm sure the coaches are seeing something that we're not. You got anything, Devontae? Yeah, yeah. What's up, Miles? I just, I didn't What's going on, man? Uh, get a little introduction in, but how are you doing? I'm glad we were speaking outside of talking about, you know, I know last time we were DMing, we were talking about DW from the Arthur Show. But, you know, now we're talking about uh, a while ago. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to see you on the show. Yeah, glad to be back. Um, OK, I, I like that. We're getting a lot of questions. I'm liking everybody in the comments. If you do have questions for Miles, make sure you do um, put them in the comments. Um, Eric asked, how do you guys feel about the D line, the D tackle position? Um, for me. I think it just takes – I feel like we, we're, we're – it's funny I'm going to use his name. We're rushing to see what this D-line will be, or at least the D-tackle position. But we don't know what Anthony Rush is going to come out looking like this year. Um, we know Grady's going to be Grady. We don't know about TQ, which I still think TQ is going to be a dog. It is, I think this year he's going to take a huge leap. Um so that's three guys right there. So we, if you think about Dean Pease and you still have Marlon, you got to think. You still got Marlon. You still got TQ. You still got Grady. You still have Rush. So you got four guys that can play that hand down D tackle position. And then you got the A. You have your edges. But to be the hand down guys, I feel like we don't have a nose, a true nose. And which we we all was talking about. We all know Jordan Davis. We were all talking about Jordan Davis as being the nose, yeah. but um, we don't know. We Rush is a huge dude. Rush is a, Rush is a very large individual. He's not a small guy. He's like six five, three hundred something pounds. Mm-hmm. So he's not a small guy in the middle. I feel like we have to wait and see. Like I say, like we're waiting. We're going through OTAs, but we have to think. We got to wait till training camp to really and truly be like ready to know what's going to go happen. Yeah. I mean, you got to see him in pads. You got to see him in action, especially in the preseason. I think is when we're going to get a better idea and man, I am rooting for Marlon Davidson. I have been wanting to see him break out so bad because ever since we drafted him, he's been billed as, you know, Grady 2.0 and great guy too. I love Marlon. He's hilarious, but um, he really has got to step up and Oh my God, I can't, I'm still surprised John Kaminsky is still on this team. Yeah, uh, I've been waiting for him to do something as well. Uh, it seems like he has just been like it seemed like every game he was just always enactive, but he was just always there. There, he was, was there. Like, Especially like, is this guy going to be used games. or? Yeah, being at the games and just seeing him on the sideline, it was just like, okay, he's not dressed, but he's yeah. Here, like, so. What's going on here? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm waiting to see these guys rush. I'm really excited about it, as you were saying. I I do like what I'm seeing there. Um, you know, we don't even have to talk about Grady, Grady's Grady, but, um, yeah, yeah no, I, it's, it's definitely, I mean, this team has had so many areas of concern. Um, but I think the biggest areas of concern have been the trenches, offense and defense. And I, I hate to say it, but I think that those are going to be the two areas that are going to make or break this team and could be a big reason why they, you know, as many people are predicting, um, you know, I'm sure Arthur Smith may outcoach this a little bit, but why they're 
most likely going to have a high draft pick next year. I, I, I think the coach, I think we, I feel for me, I have mm-hmm. a lot of, ex, I, I have high expectations, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's, it's very, because we won seven games last year, right? It's very warranted to think we can get better against a now, very against a very easy schedule, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now this year, our schedule has gotten a lot harder, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's the thing where we have to worry about um, because it's a hard schedule. It's it's not like we're playing. You know, last year was a very simple we schedule. We have to this play the year, Jaguars again. Yeah, we're in, we're not playing the AMC South. We're we're playing mm-hmm. we're playing and we're playing. Every really every division we play is a uh, super is a playoff team. Yep, really and truly. So it's we're playing playoff teams all year, mm-hmm. and I think I really hope um, we kind of sort of show ourselves and prove ourselves wrong. But I I believe we're going to get over five wins. I, I'll give us over five wins, which is kind of like the line where everybody's putting us at, and I think we're definitely going to get over five wins. Yeah, my, my whole theory about the, the schedule this year is I thought that they're going to have a worse record than last year, but they'll be noticeably better, if you, mm-hmm. if you, if you know what I'm saying. I think that we're going to watch the product and be like, okay, this is better than last year, but I don't think it's going to result in more wins just because of how hard the schedule is. Yeah, I feel like, like you said, well, it'll be a better product. You got anything, Devontae? Yeah, I, I, as far as uh, the team goes, you know, when I look at the schedule, I wasn't – scared you know like most people are saying we're going 215 you know i don't subscribe to that i think of every game any game you know any given sunday you know i don't care about what the record is it's who want to play the hardest and who want to get that dub so that's how i think about it you know as far as looking at the schedule i don't care if it's the rams the the o2 rams i don't care who it is i think this team has enough coaching to get out there with a w they do feel like it if they execute well and as far as you know everybody we was talking about the defensive tackles i think you know, this whole team is potential. So it's kind of hard to kind of project because all we know is that we know what Marlon Davidson can be, but is he? You know, same thing for Kaminsky, same thing for Taquan Graham, Phil Taylor, Anthony Rush, whoever else they want to bring in. It's just how well are they going to fit on the team? We just It's just yet to see. It's a bunch of moving parts. So I'm waiting to see them in the preseason and regular season, and I think they're going to do way better than last year. Well, Mike, you got – I mean, well, 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 Miles, you got told not to talk about Edo Smith. No, Edo Last Smith time, talk. I promise. I promise. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great point. It's all about potential with this team. Um, I think that's the thing now is we, we have to see the potential. And it's hard. I feel like it's going to be hard this year for a lot of people because think about it. It's a rebuild season. And, yeah. and especially for Falcons fans. It's a retool. Have, Retool, yeah, it's a retool season. So we all know as as a lot of Falcons fans that we they have the false sense that we're supposed to be winning every year, and we're not that team. We we don't have Matt. We don't like because I feel like we like this schedule probably would have been different. Let's be honest. If we had Matt, a lot of we probably would have saw the schedule a lot different if we had Matt. A lot of people probably would have been like, "Okay, they go win a little bit more games based off of Matt Ryan." Although I, I will say, to play devil's advocate, and y'all know me, biggest Matt Ryan fan in the world, <laughs> uh, I do. I am very curious to see what Arthur Smith is able to do now with the mobile quarterback. You know, with 
with Marcus, with Desmond to see what they can do outside of the pocket and more of that movement back there. Because uh, even Matt was, was getting a little bit more of that training last year. I mean, Matt is limited. We all know that. Um, but at the end of the day, he didn't have the mobility that Ritter had. He didn't have the mobility that, that Mariota has. So I'm curious to see if that adds a whole new wrinkle to this offense, if, if we were going to see plays that we haven't seen before, because uh, you know, Matt did keep us in a hell of a lot of games and was probably a reason why we won a lot of games. But at the same time, there was a whole maybe other aspect of this offense we didn't even see yet. So I'm really excited to see that. I think, like you said, Matt is very limited in what he can do. Like you, you're not going to run a lot of RPO. You're not going to run a lot of, you know, QB draws and stuff. And that helps your run game sometimes. Um, And so I can, I feel like we'll have a better run game, which is nothing against Matt. Like we all know we love Matt. It's nothing Mm -hmm. against Matt. I feel like having him, having Ritter, having Mariota, it kind of opens your run game up some more because of the pure fact you have the the ability to make him run. Like, it's not like – because you weren't going to let Matt run. Matt run, he get hit. He might get injured. So, now you have two younger – and Merrill isn't the youngest, but he's a younger guy. Yeah. And he he's injury prone. We all know he's going to be injury prone. But a lot of people are saying he's coming in healthier than he has in a long time. Um, I think the years on the bench helped him um, a lot more health-wise which I think he needed that time to sit there, you know, be behind somebody. Um, and I think that's the, the uh, thing that that people aren't going to understand. People don't want to believe. I know a lot of people, y'all, we all love Matt, y'all. It's time to kind of think about the future. It's time to kind of push Matt, the Matt talk and, and stuff out, away from Atlanta. We all know what he's doing in Indy. We can see everybody reposing it. Let's make sure we kind of think about these kids. We got we got young guys. Kids. Like we got guys that we should be looking forward to because really, really, really is somebody I think we should all be looking forward to seeing. I feel like he the way he's handling himself, the way he's showing himself off as somebody you really want to you want to yeah. look at. Um, this question's for you. Um, will our secondary hold up if healthy? Also, can the also, can the backup secondary uh, will fit in? This is for you, my. I think they were trying to say, can can the backup secondary? Uh, yeah. Yeah, now this is one of the position groups I'm most excited to see because obviously you have the addition of Casey Hayward, who I love, by the way. I think that was our best signing this free agency, Georgia boy as well. Um, you know, we, we know what we're getting in A.J. Terrell, top three cornerback in the league. Him paired up with, with Casey is going to be something great. But I think something that's underrated is the return of Isaiah Oliver. Because before last season, I was such a big critic of Isaiah Oliver. And then coming into last season, he was one of the biggest surprises before he got hurt. I thought he was playing extremely well before that injury happened. Now he comes back full strength, hopefully. So you get those three guys already at the top three. And then apparently, this is according to Dean Pease, you get Jalen Hawkins and Richie Grant finally able to take that next step and be those starters, those starters rather, at the safety positions. And it's really exciting. You have two young guys back there anchoring the defense. And we were waiting to see Richie Grant. And you saw, I mean, we saw both of them come in and spot duty from time to time, but all year long, we're like, where's Richie Grant? He's our second round pick. What's he doing? And all season long, all we were hearing was from Dean Pease was that he's not ready. He's not having the terminology down yet. And we all know Dean Pease 
has a very complicated system for a defensive coordinator. So as we know, these things can take time. Maybe for certain guys, it takes a little bit longer. But um, apparently, according to Dean Pete, he said this in minicamp, that those guys are ready to rock and roll. And I cannot wait to see it happen because I loved the Richie Grant pick originally when it happened. I was very excited. I had a friend down in Florida, Central Florida, who was covering him at the time and said it was a great pick. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for the secondary and, uh, look, we might need them. I mean, based on this defensive line, they might not be getting too much pressure on the quarterback. I'm hoping Arnold Ebiketti gives a little bit of that bump along with Lorenzo Carter, but, uh, if not, they might be pretty busy back there in the secondary. Yeah. We just got to let the, uh, the fans know, um, it's okay to not exactly be ready to just jump out there. You know, there's a plan for everybody. So, you know, specifically like Jalen Mayfield, Jalen Mayfield wasn't supposed to go out there. No. It was supposed to be Josh Andrews, but he wanted to break his hand before week one. <laughs> so that's why we saw Jalen Mayfield. But, you know, everybody, as just like an article came out today, there's a development plan with everybody. So once you see them come in, if they don't come in and get 10, 12 sacks, you know that there's a plan for them. So that's just all I got to say. Just be patient. Don't write nobody off. Go ahead, Mike. Well, Miles. Yeah. All is forgiven, all right? All is forgiven <laughs> for the Edo Smith sorry, uh, comment. Sorry. So, um, and that's basically just solely because you, you gave my boy Isaiah Oliver. I'm a huge Isaiah Oliver fan, but um, I got a question. I got to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. Sure. If there's one thing about this team that, as a fan, that you cannot see again, what is that one thing that it will literally drive you over the edge if you see it this year with the Falcons? Ooh, that's a real good question. Oh, man. Um, see, I, I was going to say the the sacks thing, but, I mean, I'm honestly expecting that to still be an issue just because we didn't really address the offensive line too much. Um, and again, I think most people are expecting that to happen, but what can I, what would drive me nuts? Man, that is a very good question. Uh, hmm. Man, I'm going to have to think about that one for a second. Uh, again, the first thing that comes to mind might be just, you know, maybe some not getting Kyle Pitts the ball in the end zone. I mean, one touchdown in all of, for a 17 game season, I think is completely ridiculous if you're drafting a tight end in the first round, uh, especially with his capabilities. So, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that that's going to change, especially with these new big guys that they have um, on the outside. But if Kyle Pitts is getting two, three touchdowns in a full season, I'm going to be very upset. And I think most Falcons fans would share that. I, I, I think a lot of people feel the same exact way as you. Um, We, I don't know if we expected Pitts like, to be, you know, because you drafted him at eight. Sure. And you were like, okay, I mean, at four, I said eight, at four. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was like, okay, he's going to have to be that guy. Um, I didn't I, expect, I, I know, I know tight ends, they take some time to develop, but I expect, and I know he did extremely well yardage wise, set records, set precedents, love all that. I just, one touchdown and cutting it for me. I'm like, if we're drafting a, weapon that high he's got to score some touchdowns yeah um for you uh, this is another question for you if you have to uh you got to extend two players this year not name aj and chris lindstrom who are the two players you're going to extend 
Man, you guys are Man, we putting him on the spot. These are some tough questions. Good grief. Oh, they 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 going crazy in the comments. Man, who am I extending? Um trying to think because Cordero Patterson was a one year deal, right? I'm trying to I'm one or two. I'm trying to get these deals correctly. I'm I'm forgetting some of them. Um yeah, no, AJ and Chris AJ's about to get paid, man. AJ's oh, yeah. get, get bank. Um uh, I think we, we just re-upped Jake Matthews, correct? Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, Jake kinda, got extended. Yeah, uh, remember so. some of these guys. Um, you know, one guy. I, I mean, we've been talking about it. I'm going to get some some brownie points again here here from Mike. But um, if Isaiah Oliver shows out again, I would be all for extending him. Um, because, wow! Uh, oh, big time! And, and it's funny because I was a huge critic of him too. But I was so excited to see what he brought last season because I just hadn't seen it before. I mean, just the Aggressive, like bringing him on the cornerback blitzes sometimes. I think he was making some plays in the backfield and some great coverage plays. Um, I mean, again, all about it. I, I really liked what I was seeing from Isaiah Oliver because, I mean, as far as just extending guys, there isn't a – I mean, it's, it's a very new team. I mean, there's a lot of rookies on this team. There's a lot of veterans who are not going to be here long. I mean, I'd love to say Marcus Mariota, um, but <laughs> – I think we all want to see Desmond Ritter be the one to outperform him. I think we want to see Mariota ideally on a rental deal here, maybe stay here for a year or two and bounce. But as far as someone, someone or someone else on on this team at, right now, it's it's a little iffy right now. I guess I'll I'll give the Isaiah Oliver answer for now. Um. Okay. So Zacchaeus on his tender. So Zacchaeus is one guy um, next year. That, and honestly, um, I mean, I love Zacchaeus. I can live without Alameda Zacchaeus, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got one, I I got like one for shock value if y'all want it. What's that? I got one for shock value. I'm going to go with Matt Ooh, what's Hennessy. what's that? Let's hear it. Matt Hennessy. That's what I'm going to go with. Ooh, that's oh. a very interesting one. I forgot Hennessy. Wow. Yeah, that guy's playing for his job this year. A lot of people yeah. are writing him off. I don't I don't consider him being rolled off. I know everybody's like, well, they want Drew Dahlman to come in. But I think Matt Hennessy is very talented. I think he's going to show, okay. certainly with this scheme, that's more of a focus on the physicality, mm-hmm. that he's the right technician and the person for the BS Center. Interesting. That's a really I'm, good one. I'm going to throw, because really and truly, Arden Tate and Brian Edwards, both their contracts are off after this year. Oh, are they? One of them, yeah. One of, oh. them is getting a, one of them is getting a deal. Brian um, Edwards is guy I got my eye on. I love, yeah, I I love Edwards, that signing. I think I think he's a he's a very good Y. Like if he's going to be an elite Y next to Drake, and you have to, you gotta, you gotta have him. Literally and truly, if he comes out this season and he shows you, you I'm you got you're gonna have to. Yeah. You're gonna have to keep him. Um, that's the thing where you're gonna have to find your receiving core. Mm-hmm. We went down this year, and we went and got a whole lot of wide receivers, but we don't have our receiving core just yet. Yeah. And a lot of guys, hopefully he doesn't expect a huge contract, which I wouldn't expect him to if you're him because you weren't getting a lot of snaps in, in you know, with the Raiders. Now, if you come and here he, – He's not a wide receiver one either. I mean, he, no, he knows not. his role. He knows his role. He's a wide receiver two at his best. Yeah. At his best, he's a wide receiver too, especially in the yeah. NFL. Now, Tennessee, he was a different breed. I mean, yes. in South Carolina, he was yeah. a different breed of, of. But in the NFL, you're a wide receiver too, and you understand at this point, you're young. He's he's only like what twenty. He's still very young. Yeah. 23, 24. Mm-hmm. like, and Drake's barely twenty. Drake barely t- is twenty one, twenty two. 
So yeah. you have two, your X and your Y are very, and then of course Pitts is just a unicorn. Yeah. So he goes and plays at any position he wants to. Mm-hmm. So you have to add that third wide receiver, which we don't know. It could be Tate. It could be we might just keep Zacchaeus because Arthur Smith likes Zacchaeus. Like he's he's come and, out I mean, and said that's, that's what and that's what he is too. I think Lamade Zacchaeus at his at his best is a wide receiver three. Yeah. I don't think and, he's a wide receiver two. I mean he's too he's too little. He's too little. He's rare. He's really I feel like he's a slot guy. Yeah, um, extremely athletic, but I mean, if he's your wide receiver too, as he was from, I mean, he was wide receiver one for a little bit of last year. I mean, yeah. that's that's a problem. Um, we've had we got two questions back to back. Um, but do you guys think we have the right guys for the O line? Um, I guess I let I let uh, Devonte go first, and then Mike, and then we will do Miles. You said, do we have the right guys for the O line? Yes, I'm gonna go with yes because we're seeing a team that is going to be more structured to running the ball first, which is literally what Jalen Mayfield showed his improvement at. You know, I know a lot of people are just writing him off, talking about he's like the one of the worst guards in history. I don't care about all that. You know, somebody that's been, you know, thrust into the line from the right side, going all the way to the left side and playing guard, which is a completely different position. We all have understated how difficult that is, especially playing next to a Matt Hennessy, who was his first season starting fully. So I do think if we focus on running the ball first, and having a mobile quarterback and, and, you know, doing things like that, moving Mariota around, moving wide receivers around, I think the offensive line is going to look completely different and vastly improved this season. Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead, Mike. Um, I want to hold judgment off because we don't know how the offensive line is going to respond to either quarterback. Um, when you look at – from last year under Matt Ryan, um, I mean, we know Matt Ryan is – he's no Michael Vick. I mean, uh, he's a pocket quarterback. For the most part, he's, he, he's in the pocket. You know where Matt Ryan is going to be for the most part. So I, I don't know how the offensive linemen are going to respond. I'm kind of working on uh, an idea, um, but we're looking to see how many of the well, I, I'll kind of hold that. But we're we're looking, we're doing some research as far as our offensive linemen and you know some things with the offensive linemen, and mobile quarterback versus um, pocket quarterbacks. But I like I honestly I, I want to see how these guys react with um with the mobile quarterback versus because the other things with mobile quarterbacks you can design things. Um, with the with the offensive lineman kind of get out of the way, you know. Uh, as far as like, we know that Caleb McGarry is a is a guy. If you leave him on it on an island alone without help, you don't use a lot of rollouts. Uh, you know, quarterback sprints and those th- things of that nature. He'll he'll get eaten alive by a guy like Cam Hayward. So if you want some motions and things of that nature to kind of help him out, to kind of get you know the defense off of one side. We can see, but like I want to hold judgment on these guys. Is I want to see how they react with Mariota and Desmond Ritter before I say like if the offensive line is better or not. Uh, Miles, your opinion on? It? Yeah, no, I think we everyone's right as far as waiting to see what we've got, um, especially with the new because again the, the offense is going to look completely different with new quarterbacks there and some of these new receivers that we have on the edge. But I mean, at face value right now, I certainly do have concerns because again, they're 
it wasn't addressed early in the draft and really wasn't addressed too much, I guess, from the top end in free agency. They brought in a lot of guys to compete with Caleb McGarry for that position, which I thought was noticeable. Um, I think that says a lot as far as, you know, bringing guys in to compete for that specific position, because we all know Caleb has to perform a lot better if he wants to keep his job. But there's one thing about Caleb McGarry that I do actually like, and he's not a horrible run blocker. He's, yeah. His pass blocking has its, issue, has its issues, but his run blocking is pretty good. And you add in more of the mobile quarterback, perhaps that changes. Maybe there's some schemes that, that you know, maybe better suit his abilities because he's a big guy. I mean, you just look at him and he stands out on the field. Um, but, I mean, we know we're getting in Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom. I mean, Lindstrom's a stud. I think you can give him an argument that he's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFC right now. But I uh, really like the draft picks of Justin Schaefer, the guy out of Georgia. I think he's going to end up competing for a starting role on that offense, uh, offensive line. Um, again, as we were saying, I'd love to see a little bit more from Matt Hennessy. He underwhelmed me a little bit this past season, but, you know, it is big shoes to fill with Alex Mack. But I really do want to see a, a big step from him uh, this season because he's got to show me something uh, to to have me warrant him still being under center for another season. And again, as we were saying with Jalen Mayfield, he wasn't supposed to start. He had some development that he needed to get straight. And we did see some moments where, you know, some flashes of why he was drafted. You know, again, he's a rookie. He was a kid. He was not supposed to start. Um, but uh, yeah, there's really nowhere else to go, but up for Jalen Mayfield. So uh, this is a group that we're just going to have to see perform in training camp and in the preseason to see what exactly we're getting. Uh, we talk about you. Was, you, you said something that kind of that piqued my ears. Um, you said Chris Lindstrom is one of the best guards in the NFC right now, which I, I give him the credit of being probably the best. When there's only two people I give credit, I give Omar, and that's Quentin Nelson, that's Lindstrom. Those are the only two at guard. I'll, I'm like, those are the two of the most crazy, like biggest dogs on Omar I've ever seen, especially in this time period. Yeah. A lot of guys aren't just aren't just straight dogs. And Quilt Nelson and Glenstrom are the only two people that have not given up a sack in the season these last yeah. couple of years. And let, we we talk about we talked about this um Monday night. I was on the show Monday night. We talked about just cap space and, and online playing stuff like that. Quentin Nelson is making for he's at a, on a four year twenty three million dollar contract. So we talk about having a hundred million dollars next year, you're gonna have to sign Lindstrom to that a contract similar, if not close to the same. He won't. But, I don't think he'll warrant that kind of money, but he'll he'll, he'll get close. He'll, he'll get, get close. close. He'll get yeah. he'll get twenty. I I think he'll get twenty. Yeah. I feel like he'll his get, agent's good. He'll get he'll get yeah. 20. He'll he'll get a he'll if he balls out again this year and doesn't give up the sack, then yeah, definitely yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. he's gonna get that elite guard level type money. Um, which is the thing with, with the O line? We have a lead O line. Let's think about this. Jake Matthews was as as and still, I would still say he's an elite tackle. He's still one of the best left tackles. He's extremely consistent. You know what? Yeah, you're getting at least it's consistent. He's one yeah. of the most consistent left tackles you're gonna have. Yeah, and he was a, he's a, he's a, he is a um I'm gonna call him an all star. He's a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. So and he has all pro. You know, like he he's we got a great left tackle. We have somebody that's set there. He's going to be that left tackle for the next couple of years, at least till his contract is up. Um, you're right. Your your left guard, that's Schaefer and Mayfield's area. 
those are those two. I feel like they're going to really go after it in, in camp. Um, I wouldn't expect Mayfield to lose his job maybe till later on, unless he really get unless he really comes to this season and he's not, you know, what he's supposed to be, what he's supposed to be. To, everybody has an offseason plan. If you be honest, if you be honest, they tell you what you're supposed to work on. So if you if he comes into this offseason, this this offseason going to OTAs, going into training camp, and he hasn't gotten better what they told him to work on, then we're gonna see Schaefer probably get a lot more snaps preseason. We're gonna see this O line get mixed up in preseason for me. I think we all should know that. We're gonna see a lot of weird, a lot of weird lineups. Um yep. And the first cut in the first two games, that third game, I feel like we might not even see our starters, but I feel like we will because Arthur Smith said he was going to play his starters. Yes, the whole big pre-season. change from last year. Yeah, he said he said he he realized he messed up and that he was actually going to play his starters this preseason. So I feel like you have to realize these old linemen. I mean, it had they have to they have to grow together. Like like Dave said, it's a it's a growth and development. Um. Hennessy is still my pick at center. I love Drew Dahlman. I love the Drew Dahlman pick last year. I, if you guys know, yo, y'all know if I you go on my page, if you go on Feeling, you see I did a Drew Dahlman show. I love Drew Dahlman. Drew Dahlman gets to the second level better than any center I've seen. It's just what is he going to do? Um, if if we get into because you got to think now that defense we have. It's fans. I'm not going to use the other word because Mike already been. Don't you dare. But, yeah, <laughs> that defense is very fast. <laughs> and we – um, those guys got to go versus them when we put on pads. Yeah. And you're going to have to see Mayfield block Tony Anderson. You're gonna, I mean, Troy. You're going to have to see him block Troy. You're going to have to see him – you know, you're going to have to see them guys block Dion if Dion's still here. You're going to have to see them block all of these linebackers and Grady. So they're gonna show you. They're gonna that that team. That defense is not a slouch, and that's what makes your offense better. When your defense is better, your offense is better, especially in practice. And that O line is gonna get a lot of work. You got to think. You added Lorenzo Carter. You still got to think. You got to go versus Ogundeji. Uh, you still got to go. You got Malone now. You still got those guys that are going to make you better. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just because you brought it up and I just, it was more, we were talking more about the trenches earlier. Uh, Ogundeji, I think, is going to surprise some people. He's my boy. I love Ade Ogundeji. I think he was one of the brightest spots that we had. I think he was the second best pick we had last year behind Kyle Pitts as far as guys who actually performed for this team last season. Um, I thought, I mean, what was he, a fifth round pick last year? I mean, for a fifth round pick, that guy was right. getting a lot of production. And I think there's nowhere. I think everyone, I think, I mean, everyone's learning the system for the first time. You know, you, when you, when you have a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, everything is new, everything is fresh. And of course it's no different with the rookies, but I think Ade has got so much potential, his size, his speed. I think he can add so much to this defensive line. Um, and as you said, I think there's a lot of excitement there because we all know Dean Pease is a phenomenal defensive coordinator. He's won at every stop he's been at. And he has a very complex system. It's the reason why Richie Grant wasn't playing a lot this past season. So I think we see these guys with a full season of learning, of growth, of you know, figuring out the terminology of these things 
we're going to see some good some good things. I think the defense might actually surprise some people this year. And Ade, I just wanted to throw it out there. Love him. He's my guy. I was like, you, you've got you. Did you? Were you were when you were another day? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's why. That's why I got a soft spot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I always so like know, that. You, you had personal conversations with him, so you know yeah. him kind of. So for you, what? Is, so who is your breakout player? My breakout player. Uh, I think it's got, it has to be Richie Grant. I mean, Richie's he, again. He didn't play at all last year, so <laughs> I think he. I mean, he's projected to start this year. Everyone's been raving about him so far. You know, knock on wood. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think Richie is the the perfect candidate to be that that breakout player per se. I'd love to say Lorenzo Carter um, because God, it would be great if we actually sacked the quarterback for once. That would be <laughs> fantastic. Um, I'd love to say him, but um, yeah, I'm just really excited to see what Richie can bring back there because we haven't had a good looking safety back there since Keanu Neal when he was healthy, and yeah. I just feel like it's been forever ago now. They doubt, uh, yeah. I have, oh, a question. I, I, I have a question for him. He he, he can kind of, Miles, you can kind of give your, uh, you know, a better outlook as far as um, the coaching staff is concerned. I, I know, we all know that Dean Pease is, he's, he, he's what, 70 something years old. Yeah, all right. He's up there. He's up there. Hmm. So, what, let's just say, all right, he, he wakes up tomorrow and, and, and says, this is his last year as the defensive coordinator for the Falcons. Who do you think is in line, or is there a guy lined up for the Atlanta Falcons to kind of come in and, you know, kind of, you know, fill the void? <laughs> That's a very, very good question. I wish I had a better answer for it. <laughs> um, I would say the first guy that came to mind when you brought that up was. Um, blanking on his name he was the interim head Raheem Morris um he was the first guy that came to mind but I doubt that they would bring him back just because I mean he's got a good thing going where he's at currently and I doubt they'd bring someone back from a previous regime to come and coach these guys um as far as the position coaches are concerned I had uh, just uh, pulled up the list here just to take a look at it again since I haven't looked at the coaches in a while I know they're high on Frank Bush the linebackers coach but again I don't know if he would take that you know, next step to be a def- the the guy in line waiting per se for for a defensive coordinator role. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Arthur Smith to look at his coaching staff at Tennessee when he was there. I'd have to look mm-hmm. at the coaching staff back then, uh, who was there at Tennessee besides Dean Peace. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd assume. I mean, hell, look look at what Ryan Pace has been doing. I wouldn't be surprised if we get someone from Chicago to come down here. And Ooh, be I don't think Falcons fans would like that, though. No, they would not. It seems <laughs> like every single player the Bears have drafted who hasn't panned out, and Chicago has somehow ended up in Atlanta Falcon um, this past year. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I wish I had a better answer for it. I, I think you said the right name. I think I think Frank Bush – yeah. I think we, we've seen – okay. We've seen we've had two names all season that kind of circled around, and that's coaching on the coaching staff. It's been Frank Bush, and it's been the linebacker coaches. Those yeah. been the main two that have kind of been in the. I news. forget his name. I, I don't Ted, know why I want to call him Tony Mandarich. It's Ted Machine. I have no idea. Yeah, Machino. Yeah. So, I think those are the. Those are the those are the guys where I feel like those two are definitely at the steps where they're going to. If if Dean Pease wakes up 
this year and says, if he wakes up tomorrow and says, this is my last year, I'm retiring. Um, those are the two guys we would look for inside the staff. I would say, I, I think you go look outside. There's a, a lot of good outside picks you can choose from. Um, it just depends on what Arthur Smith wants and what Terry wants. I think it depends. That's what it depends on. I do, I think, I do think there was a plan too, because Dean Peace was retired. Um, so I think they're, I think both of them have an understanding. I mean, the public obviously doesn't know, but I do think in coer- coercing Dean Pease out of retirement, I'm sure they reached an agreement as to this is how long I'm giving you. Um, yeah. Because you don't just talk a guy out of retirement like that to coach a rebuilding team without right. a set plan. Yeah. Um. Any other questions you guys have in the comments, go ahead and put them in. Um. Go ahead. We go ahead and we're gonna to try to wrap it up right about here. Um, if you got questions, Mike if, or uh, Devonte, if y'all have questions, y'all can ask them. Anybody in the comments, if you have questions, shoot them real quick. Um, thank you, Miles. Of course, go ahead and give yourself. Go ahead and do your free promo. We're going to let you get it out. Yeah, no, I certainly appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I will not be posting political stuff for too much longer uh, to everyone in my own. Uh, benefit um hasn't been my favorite thing in the world but hey pays the bills um but yeah you can follow me on twitter at miles garrett tv with an i not a y uh i'll be getting back to uh falcons content very soon um uh also starting a series coming up pretty soon Uh, i'm going to be getting uh some former falcons or just some notable people on uh, twitter for a segment i'm going to call two minute drill it's going to just be two minutes of just fun banter and whatnot as head of the Falcon season, getting us going into training camp. So I'm uh, going to get that started probably next week. So you can look forward to that. We're probably going to have Harry Douglas on with me. Oh, definitely. Um, so you get to actually work with a close with a lot of, uh, you get to work with DJ, you get to mm-hmm. work with DJ and you get yep. to work with Roddy. Uh, I mean, not Roddy, you get to work with um, Harry. Harry. Yeah. We've Is worked that... with Roddy before though. <laughs> oh yeah, you have. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So, so for you, is that kind of cool? Like, this is just a media question. Does it is it cool to work around with those guys? Like, to be around them because you get to watch you watch them like when you were growing up. So, is it different now? Like being able to work with them? Oh no, it's it's crazy. I mean, I remember watching DJ win the 2005 SEC championship when I was like 10 years old. Um, so it it was kind of funny to to end up having him as my coworker now and seeing him in the office every day, but. No, DJ is a great guy, humble guy, works very hard. Uh, he's pretty much become like the sports MC of the entire state, I feel like. He's always doing stuff, whether it's for for Georgia, UGA, and, and for the Atlanta Falcons. But uh, yeah, Harry Douglas is absolutely hilarious, one of the funniest guys I've worked with. Um, you know, He's a busy guy, too. He's a first take now and ESPN. He's a, he's a very busy guy, always doing something. But uh, working with those guys has been a pleasure. I really enjoy him. Um, a question from Noah. If Dean P says that, where does that put our process? Would it force us to get a playoff spot this year? <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as playoffs. Um, I'd say improvement. I would certainly say certainly say that. I think it's a lot, gonna be a lot better than what we saw last year, but uh, I would definitely pump the brakes on playoffs. I would just say we will definitely be more competitive. I just don't know if that'll result in wins just yet. Uh Mike, your opinion on it? Well, eesh. I do think the process is on track. I think it's on the right track. I'll, I'll put that out there. 
No, I, I don't think so. I don't think DMP is that type of person. Um, I don't think he's one of those guys that's like, all right, you have to make the playoffs or I'm gone. Like, I don't think he has that type of mentality. I don't think he has – he had that thinking that we're thinking when he, you know, took the job to begin with. Now, he, he knew it, it was going to be a process. He knew the Falcons' issues, aging quarterback, an aging wide receiver, um, the defense that need to be overhauled. So I don't think – I don't think it would force the Falcons to play. Like, like. Uh, Devontae? Uh, if I remember correctly, didn't Dean Pease call Arthur Smith, not vice versa, to come back? Right. Was, yeah. I think he, he knows, you know, what's going on, how everything's going to be a process. He had that itch, you know, so I think he knows, he knows a lot more football. You know, he's been coaching longer than every one of us has been alive, I think. So he, he, he has an idea for what he wants. As far it's as kind playoff, of forced- I'm hoping. But, you know, if they don't make it, then I understand. But if they improve, that's the, that's the best part. I want them to improve, you know. If they can get seven games with Matt Ryan and everybody else left big to that wide receiver, then I believe they can do a lot better this year. He was kind of forced out of Tennessee as well. I think, you know, um, uh, Vrabel kind of wanted to take more of the reins up as a defensive coordinator. So I, I think he was kind of forced out of Tennessee, um, you know, I, I don't think he's one of those guys that's like ready to call it quits. He just reminds me of Bill Belichick. These guys are going to coast to ninety years old if they can. Yeah, like, I, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. He, I think it's just you bored at that age. I feel like that's really <laughs> what it is. Like, bro, what a, what else is there to do? You've been coaching your whole life. Like your your kind of career paths is going on the radio, going on TV. Or just being at home, he's not so, eating. or eating some tapioca yes. at the house. And he does not. He right. does not like being on. He does not like <laughs> interviews. Like if you go to his press conferences, they are him not, and D. Letter are. They've had some fun banter. Oh yeah, they've had some oh, really yeah. fun banter. Oh, um, when y'all they've say had fun, some good back and yeah, <laughs> I'm being generous with that. So for you, so, um, okay, for you being in, the, have you been in the room with them? Like going at oh, it? Yeah. Like how, how does that feel? Like is it just like do you feel the tension in the air? When, oh, he, yeah. when he's talking to <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I I like to think I know when the appropriate time to ask certain questions are. Um, D-Led certainly has the mentality of, I don't care what you think of me when I ask this question. I'm going to just ask it because I'm going to ask it mentality. Um, so him and Michael Rothstein are both the guys that probably butt heads with the coaches the most. Um, they get in more of the the back and forth type stuff that you'll see, um, you know, myself and, you know, the Fox, but more of the TV people. It's not as intense as that is concerned because our sound bites, admittedly uh, being on TV aren't as laser focused as some of the print guys are, you know, they're, they're more into the X's and O's and the play calling and stuff, you know, we're on TV. So we have to get the casual viewer who doesn't care about sports to watch us. So we have to find something that they would want to relate to or, or hear. So uh, our questions aren't necessarily, you know, they can be, but not necessarily as hard hitting or as, you know, maybe confrontational per se as, uh, as D letter or Roth scenes are. Yeah. I, I, I think like you said, you get this. Well, I, I think when Mike first got here, when Rothstein really like when he first got here, he wasn't like that, but you can tell now he's a lot more comfortable Oh, yeah. And you hear a certain amount of his questions, you be like, "Oh, he's he's trying to press." Oh no, there, I, there's there's sometimes I'm back in the press room and I'm just kind of like, "Oh God, like, oh, <laughs> like I'm gonna pretend I'm not here." <laughs> uh, I, I'm because I've I've heard 
I think I like the thing about the coaching staff, and you can touch a little bit on this. Um, they kind of just laugh at the media a little bit, like not in a bad way, but yeah. like they kind of just fun. don't care. Yeah, like they yeah. don't really see it as an important thing. Like they just do their interviews as part of their job, and then just get off the podium. Yeah. So, go ahead. No, I was going to say the funny thing is, you know, Arthur Smith loves doing his best Bill Belichick impersonation when he's when he's at the podium. But, uh, you know, he's oh, actually yeah. pretty funny. He's got a pretty good dry sense of humor when the cameras are off and we're just kind of, you know, shooting the crap. Um, and I wish he'd, he'd do it a little bit more because he's actually kind of funny. I, he gives me that vibe. Like, yeah. he's really like like he's an office type of funny. Like, he's just yeah, real, like he's just so. funny to be fun. Yeah. Um. A question from uh, I, I don't want to miss Javen. Um, if Mariota plays the, like a number two pick, how far can the Falcons go with the current roster? It's hard to tell. I mean, he it, it's having his mobility again. If if we're talking about absolute peak Mariota, the best he can be, number two Heisman Trophy winner Marcus Mariota, then I mean he can probably do a good bit. The problem is, is that he's just never healthy. Um, you know, at his peak, I think he can, he can be something special, but we haven't really seen him at his peak. I I think his entire career, he's never lived up to that potential or what we saw him do at Oregon. Um, so, I mean, if, if we were to see him at Oregon, you know, that type of Marcus Mariota, things may certainly change, but again, playoff, I think it's such a strong word for this team. It's so early on. I know people like to make that Cincinnati Bengals comparison, you know, with what they did, but Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is just a different animal. That dude can, it was so crazy what he did. He just willed that team to the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell with, with Marcus Mariota. I feel like him and Jamar Chase. Yeah. That is, connection. is a, is a thing where I want to build that with Ritter in London. Yeah. Where they I'm just sorry. had that connection. Like just throw it up. I know I'm going to go get it. Yeah. Um, Screw it. Yeah, it, like it's kind of what you can look at a lot of the throws. Like he kind of just threw it up for Chase, and Chase yeah, went and got it. And it. Took, yeah, and we got a whole bunch of those guys. So mm-hmm. even if it's Ritter or Mariota, we know we know Mariota's accuracy isn't Oregon accuracy. Now it might be back to what it was, but if it even if it's okay, even okay accuracy, mm-hmm. he got got he has guys that can go up and get it. So we want those guys. You want to have those guys. So I think that's – if he's back to level, I guess, Oregon Mariota, if he's back to Heisman level Mariota and he's healthy, that's a good team. Like I, I mean, that he helps the offense a lot, uh, like a lot, a lot, if that's the case. Um, what's your opinion on it, Mike? Uh, wow. Um That's that's I, I'm gonna just go with what Miles said. I, I'm just gonna piggyback up. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm look. I'm just gonna say it like this: He's no Matt Ryan, and let's not pretend that he's Matt Ryan or he's going to be Matt Ryan. So I, I don't have those same expectations. I think it's foolish to even have those expectations and think, all right, he's going to be a number two. There's been number two picks, number one picks that didn't. Um, live up to the hype, so I'm not gonna put extra, you know, uh, uh, you know, that extra, you know, on his shoulders. I, I'm just gonna let him be what he can be, and we're just gonna take it, you know, take it game by game, see what he can do. Um, 
I like that. I like that. This was his best year in his second year in the league was the 26 touchdown and nine picks year. Um, if you go look at that year, he didn't have a lot of like, like, like some, uh, I think Noah said it, like he did it with worst wide receivers to throw to. Mm-hmm. And he, he's shown great. He's shown elite level talent. Like he, he's the only quarterback I've seen get a ball batted down and he goes to score a touchdown. Yeah. So, like he has some highlight plays. He's shown flashes. He really has. He's shown a lot of good yeah. flashes. Um, it's just if he can do a whole season of it and mm-hmm. stay healthy. I don't want. I don't want. The thing is for me, I don't want. I don't want Ritter to start just because uh, Mariota got hurt. That's what I don't want. Yeah. That was kind of sort of what had Justin Fields had to go through last year when he kind of got thrown in there because all their quarterbacks got hurt. Mm-hmm. So you can see. I don't because. You throw – Ritter is not NFL ready. I'm going to put – I'm going to say it, not in a bad way. He's not NFL ready in a good way. He's – and he needs to be – he needs to learn a playbook. I think that's, like, his main problem is learning knowledge, learning the playbook, which is going to be fast. It's not going to take him long to learn it. Um, Like, like his interview, they did an hour-long – they did an hour-long thing at the combine interview with him, and they went through part of the offense, his offense – at Cincinnati, the Falcons offense, and he did a great job in it. And it's a reason why we took him. So there's a reason why we took the guys we took. We have a lot of really, really smart guys. A lot of these guys are captains on their team. If you know, we went, we go to the senior bowl every year. This is a coaching staff that really keys in on the on the senior bowl. Yeah. Um it's a a lot of those guys at senior bowls are usually captains. They're seniors. They're an older guy. They've been on the team for four years. They they played for a good amount of time. A lot of people say they got you know. I, I find it funny when people talk about running backs having wear and tear when they've been playing football their whole life. Everybody who's played football in the NFL has played football since a, a young age. So everybody has wear and tear. Yeah. So it doesn't matter really what other. I guess what I put like whatever. How do you see it? It's a wear and tear. It's a wear and tear league. And with this coaching staff, they go and get these older guys. They might not have a lot of wear and tear, but they got a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. One thing about Troy Anderson, that man played running back. While he got recruited as a running back and a quarterback. So he's athletically just talented. You got to think about that. Now they put him at linebacker. In his first year playing a full year at linebacker, he was an All-American. So he was an all con- not all man, all conference player. So I mean, we you have to key in on certain stuff for this coaching staff. So I, I, it's gonna be fun. I think that's really what it's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. Um. Oh, that's what. Uh, do you think Allison can crack the top three running backs on the roster for game day? We kind of talked about this earlier. We touched on it. Um. If you want to go back, Wallace, and listen to the full explanation, I'll let Miles give his little piece on it, and then if he can go, he can, you know, guide him to the earlier in the video. Yeah, I mean, as we were saying earlier, I, I think he can be. Uh, we were saying I think he can be that great change of pace running back. Uh, I won't make the Edo Smith thing again, I promise. But uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, last year we were touching on. I, I, I wanted to see more of him. Uh, he, it seemed like every time he would come into the game, he would provide a little bit of a spark. You know, seven yard rush here, six yard rush there. Get a first down, maybe score a touchdown here or there. Um, but yeah, I think he can, especially with Algier, Patterson, and Allison. I think those three are a pretty solid combination. I think you need three running backs as well. Yeah, we can. 
I don't think we going with I think we go with more wide receivers than running backs. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think we go in with at least seven linemen. At least seven. Because you gotta think, I think Afedi's gonna be on the main roster. Um Gossett, I don't know. That's one of the guys I don't know. Um I think he might get cut. It. I think he's gonna get cut, but mm-hmm. I can see it maybe because but what he did I mean we go and get you wanna got Schaefer, Schaefer's gonna make the roster. So you already have your starting five. Yeah. You gotta think you're gonna have Dolman, you're gonna have Afedi, and you're gonna have um Schaefer. Mm-hmm. So that's for eight right there. Now somebody's gonna get cut if we're gonna think about how many that many having eight O linemen or somebody's gonna be on the practice squad. Yeah. Somebody's gonna get moved around. And it might be Schaefer, it might be it might be Gossett. It might be. I don't think if Fetty's going to be on the. I think he's going to be a main roster guy. I think if McGarry. I I put it like this on Monday. I said if McGarry. I think McGarry has a couple of strikes. If well, if you kind of remember they just they just uh, passed the. Um, oh yeah, the rule that the, the practice squad that you can have veterans on the practice squad now. So I think those are going to kind of uh, help as far as like the long long overhaul of the season you know because a lot of guys get injured uh, a lot of young guys get injured you know injuries happening and you can have a veteran come in and it's going to help guys towards the end of the season so like I, it's, it's going to be differences so at the end of the day i just think we just have to be patient like this this is not the same 2016 championship teams and let's not pretend as if it is let's yeah, be patient I mean, people this is this is uncharted territory for a lot of Falcons fans, especially. For, I mean, for me, we've been good since I remember football. Like we've always been somewhere going to the playoffs, at least in the playoffs, or at least one of the top, you know, top six, seven. Like, but I've been through Matt's whole career, so I've had nothing but good football. I've had some bad years, but I've had really good football. So I mean, it's. It's uncharted. This, like somebody said earlier, this is uncharted territory. We have never worried about a quarterback. Yep. Let's be honest. If you're, if you're like my age, I'm 20. If you're, you've never worried about a quarterback. From the time you were six and on, on we've had the Matt, Mr. Matt Ryan in the backfield. Like, well, it's not, it's not even that. I mean, you add into the one outlier season of 2007. Mike Vick's been our quarterback since 2000, 2001. So yeah. right. it's been almost yeah. 20 years since they've had to worry about a quarterback. Yeah. And Ritter, I feel like I feel like he he understands, but I feel like a lot of Falcons fans, we don't if you understand as, as a as a fan, Ritter has a lot of pressure on him. Huge. Yeah. Like, dog, you were a third round pick, but they we're treat people are gonna treat you like a first round pick. Yeah. Because you're the quarterback like mm-hmm. you are you brought excitement which was kind of crazy which a lot of people of course wanted Malik a lot of people wanted to go and get all these other quarterbacks but you were the one that we chose mm-hmm. we didn't go and get Malik we didn't go and get the local kid we went and got the kid from Cincinnati so you have a you have to prove to like you have a lot to prove and for a lot of people, because a lot of people still think Malik is better than him. So he has a lot of pressure just on based off of that and based off of 
20 years, 20 plus years, we've had a steady quarterback. So you got to show us that we can rely on you to be the steady quarterback for the next couple of years. That's why I'm, I'm I'm more so looking at Mariota and saying, I mean, I'm hoping he does very well because I don't want to be that team that thrusts uh, because the fan pressure thrusts the rookie quarterback in and then they turn, they turn into Derek Carr or David Carr, I think his brother. You know, I don't want them to turn to, well, because we had to, we broke your spirit and we broke your career. I want him to have a team around him that's going to be solid enough for him to come in and actually play as well as he can be. You know, I'm not – you know, obviously, we're a content creators. We're not one of the fans that's going to be like, well, because he got drafted, he needs to start. You know, I see the comments on Twitter all the time. Start Ritter. Show, show clips of Ritter. You know, yeah. like stuff like that. Like even the clip today um, with uh, Marietta throwing a really nice ball to Kyle Pitts. People had to find something negative about it. You know, I'm just like, that's a good throw. But, you know, there's people like, oh, well, dang, Richie Grant. Like, come on, man. Kyle Pitts out here a whole unicorn dragon out here. Y'all thinking he finna stop him one-on-one? You know, people. So we just got to look at the team. And not be fans of one player. I think we need to just support the team as a whole. That was a beautiful ball. Let's, let's it was a good looking ball. That was a beautiful <laughs> ball. And, and it was like you, if you're Richie Grant, you couldn't play better coverage. Like it, you really couldn't have. It was right in the pocket. So, yeah. like it, it, it's something where you got to think about that. We were talking. It's so funny we, when we had the conversations when we signed Mario about. What was his arm going to look like? What was this going to look like? What was this going to look like? Like, what we've seen in clips and stuff, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of showing off. Um, so, for you, Miles, I'll go ahead. I'll, this will be my last question. Um, getting into, you know, getting into OTAs, getting into training camp, what's kind of your schedule? Like, are you going to be there a lot or are you going to be, you know, you, I know you're moving around because of your job and all that, but like, yeah. what is the what is your kind of like game plan for this offseason? Yeah, so unfortunately, I won't be there for for the rest of OTAs. Um, I will really get going with more of the Falcon stuff, official Falcon stuff in July, um, as we start prepping for training camp and stuff. But um, like I said, I'll be doing some you know stuff on on social media, that kind of thing. Nothing you know at the yeah. facility or anything. But uh, July is when things will really start going. You're picking up for me. Okay. Um, uh, do y'all have any other questions, Mike or Devontae? Uh, um, I guess, you know, I'll just say y'all hope to see you back in the show, Harry, DJ, whoever, you know. One of us to have a good party, maybe Friday Night Madness, whatever, you know. You know, Mad Mike show Friday Night Madness. If we can get everybody together, I think that'll be extremely fun. Absolutely. I th- I just I, I have one question. Uh, it's not – well, it's kind of football-related. Do you ever get tired of people mistaking you for Miles Garrett? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just it's it's something I've just learned. It's gonna be a part of my life forever now. So I've just accepted it. <laughs> as far as as far as being annoyed, it's 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 honestly something I just lead with now. Like when they ask, Oh, like what's your name? Like my say Miles Garrett, yeah, like the Cleveland Browns player. So like, before they can even say it. So. Oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. I I couldn't do it. I know that's kind of every tweet is so funny. Whenever Miles Garrett does anything crazy, they just tag like every time. Yeah, they tag you. So God, God forbid he has some penalty or like a six sack game or something, and it's like, oh great, here we go. Your mentions just have to be like, and he's not spelt the same. His is M-Y, no, it's so not I don't spelt know the how same. You, 
How you we look know? very different. We have extremely different <laughs> amount of followers. I mean, we've got the blue check, but other than that, there's nothing. Like, uh, yeah, it's kind We're of the same funny. age, so maybe that's it. But <laughs> um, thank you, hey, man. We appreciate on, you, man. Absolutely thank happy to be you. on. I always um, love getting on here. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, uh, Devontae. Thank you guys for coming on the Unholy no Alliance. Um, it's strong, man. We we kind of really we're building, man. Y'all, y'all go ahead and subscribe to Matt Mike Sports. Go ahead and subscribe to GHSM on YouTube. Go ahead, of course, subscribe to Fila. Of of course, we're getting into doing. I'm going to start doing Fila only shows. So y'all make sure you follow and subscribe. I'm doing. A, I'm going to do a lot of dream stuff over there. I'm already doing a lot. Me and Devontae have a show coming soon. Um, so make sure you follow us over there. I'm watching one of the games live, hopefully pretty soon. So you will be able to watch me live react to a dream game. Um, I'm trying to find the right one, which one is going to fit my schedule because last night's game was disappointing. I just wanted to get that out. Last night game was, was, was sad. I can't even lie about it, but make sure you guys go over to Fila. If you're not, if you're on Matt, Mike, go over to Fila. Shoot a subscription over there. Turn your notifications on. And just like the video, comment, subscribe. I'm all, I'm going to be on both channels, so if you comment on his channel, I'm going to see it. If you comment on my channel, I'll see it. Follow Miles on Twitter. At, is it at Miles Garrett? What's your last? What is it? TV? Okay. TV. Okay, because so I know some people have the their channel name, like the WS. Oh, like yeah, the I should put yeah. it on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Make sure you follow Miles my, at Miles Garrett TV. Make sure you follow Devonta at Cookie by Nature. Follow Mike at Matt Mike Sports. All of us are active on Twitter. You will get a lot more interactions with us on Twitter than you will probably a lot more other apps, especially me. I know. Um, for for everything else, uh, like oh, I guess I'll make the announcement on here too. Um, Fam, you podcast is coming, guys. I, I actually have started my channel. If you follow me on Twitter at FAMU underscore Central, um, we actually I'm, I'm it's getting big time, man. It's football season, y'all. It's May, but it's football. Like we getting into we're getting into summer camps. We're getting into recruiting stuff. So always, always looking look on our pages to find the news. You'll follow us. Uh, follow Fila's Twitter page at Fila underscore SP. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on really anything if you look up Feel the Sports Podcast. Um, hopefully, we will put this on the podcast. We will put it. We'll make it a podcast so you can listen to it while you're driving, while you're walking around. If you do want that, like the video, put it in the comments. Mike, you can. You Michael, make sure it will be posted. I will so. make sure. Um, thank you guys for coming out again. Oh, prize picks, y'all. It's simple. It's the simplest get bet net you can use. I promise you, if you use prize picks, it's one, two, three, and you can make as much money. And look, I, I don't gamble a lot. If I do, it's going to be on Atlanta sports stuff. So you got games going on. You got the playoffs. You still got other sports going on. Every sport is on there. If you want the prop bet, if you want to bet on points, if you want to bet on this, if you want to bet on that, it's going to be there. It's easy to use. It's one of the easiest apps you can use. When you use my code, when you use our code FILA, F-I-L-A in all caps, if you spend up to $100, you get $100 back. So you don't have to spend your money on your first bet because they're going to give you the money back. So I say it's a great deal. A lot of y'all, a lot of people, especially with the season coming up, you're going to want to bet on these Falcons games because I promise you the over-unders are going to be ridiculous. The money lines are going to be ridiculous. 
you're going to want to bet on this team in a lot of games because you feel like you're confident. And this team is going to be good. It's going to shock a lot of folks. So make sure you go on prize fix. Use Colt Fila. It's 100% deposit match. And with that, let me get to my outro. We out of here. Oh, I'm still not. Peace. We should